Welcome, dear friends, to another edition of Forum 2000 Online Chats. Today we are here in Prague with Mrs. Farida Naburema. She's from Togo and she's an activist and writer uh, from this country and obviously supporting democracy. And the topic we're going to address today is titled Fighting Silence. In authoritarian regimes, many a time when people want to speak up to raise some issue in the public opinion, make visible some human rights violation or some action that's taken by the, the regime, they receive not only pressure and intimidation from the regime itself, uh, generating fear and also making them afraid of continue speaking up, but also their relatives, their families, their entourage starts to, to be afraid as well of what could happen to them and try to um, yeah, make, put additional pressure on activists not to continue speaking up. So this is a topic we're uh, having today with Ms. Naburema. And the first thing we want to, to speak about uh, is uh, how does it begin? How is this seed of being an activist, of being someone that raised the voice for uh, their people uh, can develop? And what happens when it finally blooms and when you start speaking up and what happens in your family situation and talking specifically about your, your story that we all want to know? Uh, thank you so much uh, for your question and hug. Um, hello, everyone. In terms of my country, Togo, for my country, Togo more particularly, I will say that for a long time, the term opposant, which is a French word because uh, Togo was colonized by French. As a result, French is a national um, administrative language. Uh, opposant means an opponent, but in my country, Togo, for a long time, anybody who is addressed as an opponent to the regime is automatically seen as a thug, as a terrorist, as a lawless person, um, and it comes with a huge stigma because the regime managed to carve a narrative by portraying anybody, any dissident, anybody who criticizes the government, anybody who demands change, accountability, and democracy as being an enemy of the state, an enemy of the nation, an enemy of the government. And as a result, for many families, especially the uneducated ones, uh, whenever one of their child uh, 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 find itself doing that dissidents and doing that criticism against the government, they are seen as uh, a, a danger, not just to the, to the, communi uh, to the community, community as a whole, but to the family more specifically. Also because the regime has been really good at using family members against uh, one another. Um, at, uh, uh, sometimes they go as far as recruiting members of the family of an opposition leader just to discredit them. Uh, and in some cases they go uh, uh, full by on the members of the family of these opposition leaders by arresting them, by abusing their family members, their children, their spouses. So it comes with a lot of fear when people realize that a member of their family is criticizing the government. Their response comes out of trauma, out of witnessing the way the government responds to people who are, are, um, are vocal against them. Uh, in my particular case, um, I will say I was a bit lucky. Lucky in the sense that my father himself has been a dissident for many decades before I was born, and my grandfather before him was also a dissident for many years before he was born. As a result, we have a track record in, in, in my dad's family of standing against autocracy, uh, 
standing against uh, uh, dictatorship under the Nyasimbe and colonialism when the French administration was still in power. Uh, as a result, I had at least a moral support in my father. But unfortunately, it wasn't the case with the other extended family uh, or even close siblings. Uh, um, there is this legitimate fear against the reaction of the government because they are convinced the regime will crush you and they have succeeded at doing that in the past. Maybe it comes from a position of love, but I also feel like it comes a lot from a position of lack of courage and a position of cowardice. Yeah, totally. No, and I think these, these topics I can truly relate and just to share perhaps a little bit of, of my story. I, I'm also an activist in, from Venezuela. Mm -hmm. But in my case, I'm the son of two migrants. My mother came to the country from Colombia and my father from Spain. Okay. So there was even this additional pressure. Okay, I, I was not born in this country mm -hmm. and now my son is speaking up and I'm looking what's happening to others. Right. So there is also, and I have many, many times said that the first barrier that some young person has to mm -hmm. overcome to get into politics or it's public space, it's his own family. Right. And uh, obviously there are some other situations when your family is supportive and it's even easier, but perhaps it's even riskier mm -hmm. as you have mm -hmm. uh, experienced. And connecting it, being here in, in Prague, I can't uh, avoid to, to mention Václav Havel, that he told about also in these authoritarian regimes, how these uh, store owner has put a, a sign on, the, on this uh, window of the, of the store and how this simple message started breaking the lies of the regime and it started mm -hmm. demonstrating courage and demonstrating uh, bravery mm -hmm. of we have to say the truth and mm -hmm. leave the truth as mm -hmm. Baslav Havel said. So um, now I, I want to talk more about how does uh, regimes in your experience, what have you uh, suffered or what have you seen others suffer uh, as uh, victims of these, let's say, fear or oppression from the regime mm -hmm. uh, using the fear as a tool of deterrence mm -hmm. of keeping people from mm -hmm. speaking up. What's been the, the sufferings? It has been torture, disparations, uh, uh, prison? Uh, what has happened and, mm -hmm. and how do you feel about that? I, I'm known for one thing is that I don't really like talking about traumatic experiences. And I, I don't really like amplifying the abusive methods of dictators. Uh, I, I think anybody who has a minimum understanding of what dictatorship is clearly knows that it means abduction, it means arrest, uh, it means torture, it means brutal killings, it means beatings of protesters, it means uh, 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 rape uh, uh, and many other things. Uh, and unfortunately, Togo has been ruled by one of the most uh, 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 barbaric military regimes on the continent and Togolese citizens, not just activists, have been victim of the brutality of the Togolese military regime. Uh, um, but I don't like des describing it because I feel like doing this gives them a sense of power over us. I am more interested in, this, in describing and talking about the, the resistance of civilians in the face of this tyranny, how despite the massive repressed, the repressive apparel of the state, how despite the torture, how despite, despite the, the spying of civilians, people are still confronting the regime, demanding accountability, risking their lives to want to, to, to speak against abuse, human rights abuses, and to speak against corruption. I believe there is far more power in sharing the story of the resistance than there is in sharing the stories of repression. Absolutely, and actually that was my next, my next question because the, the title of this episode is Fighting Silence. Mm 
Yeah. Because at the end, silence, the only thing that does is to fit the system, mm -hmm. to continue it running. Mm -hmm. And we have to, to break silence, mm -hmm. but also do it uh, in an intelligent way mm -hmm. to, let's say, maximize the impact mm -hmm. of our voice mm -hmm. and reduce the, the consequences. So how, how have you managed to do this, to continue speaking up? Uh, I understand you are not living in Togo at the moment, but how has been all your experience and also the people you know that are uh, currently there mm -hmm. doing this to, mm -hmm. to fight silence and mm -hmm. to break silence? Um, it, it, silence is something that I have written a lot about. The culture of silence has been what has uh, what, what is feeding authoritarianism in a country like mine. And that culture is so pervasive that it has entered all circles, not just the political space, but even uh, uh, the religious spaces where we have uh, uh, religious leaders committing human rights abuses. Nobody talks about it because they are the leaders, uh, because they took inspiration from the political system uh, um, to normalize uh, uh, abuse and oppression uh, and to normalize silence whenever someone who is in a position of power uh, commits something that is immoral, something that is illegal. Uh, um, how have I managed to, to speak up? I believe it was a decision that I made, and, and I encourage anybody uh, 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 who believes in democracy and freedom to make this decision. I was very aware that by deciding to speak against authoritarianism, by deciding to denounce corruption and human rights violation, by deciding to speak against our tyrants, I was putting my life on the line. I will lose friends, I will lose family members, I will lose my connections, I will lose job opportunities, but I believe that silence is liberating in itself and for me uh, that that freedom is liberating in itself the freedom of speech and for me being able to to carry the struggle of many generations and being able to speak up against the authoritarian regime of togo uh, 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 um, is gratifying enough and it is worth whatever could be the consequence that comes with it. It is true that there are times that are very difficult. Uh, I have lost family members, close family members, and I couldn't even go home to say, to pay my last homage to them. Uh, I have missed several family events. Uh, uh, um, um, I cannot meet some of my family members and have not seen many of them in over 10 years. I cannot even call some of my family members because I'm afraid they are being spied on. Yeah. Uh, um, it makes you live in a bubble and you feel completely isolated. Not only you are afraid for your life as a result of what you do, but others are also afraid of associating with you because they feel like you are a threat to them and you are a threat to their family. Uh, emotionally, it is a huge burden. But how I have succeeded at coping with this is by forging friendships and alliances with people who are in the same boat. Activists like myself from various parts of the African continent who are also standing against autocracy, authoritarianism, neocolonialism and other forms of abusive systems, uh, making friends in those circles uh, um, and finding ways to support one another uh, in the work that we do. Of course, it does not replace the family bonds. It does not solve uh, your desire to live in your country, but at least it gives you hope that you are not the only one in the struggle and eventually you're going to win and overcome the dictators. Many, many thanks for your reflections at this moment. And I think, as you said, 
the, the biggest uh, problem, let's say, with, with silence is that it permeates society, it right. permeates culture. Right. And people start to make silence even in situations where there's not such a risk as True. with the regime. Exactly. Even I've experienced it in, in universities, in schools, mm -hmm. perhaps some injustice occurs and because of the silence, right. uh, culture is so in there, uh, nobody speaks up. Mm -hmm. And I think we, and I agree with you, we have to, to fight against it. And perhaps just to finish, because we're running out of time, I would uh, highlight your last message about mm -hmm. generating alliances, about working together, about coordinating with other people mm -hmm. in our countries or even in other countries as we are doing here in Prague uh, in these different situations. I myself, have, I'm also experiencing a few months of exile and mm -hmm. I'm going through this process and I do believe we have to break silence and continue speaking up to take care of our close people, but also not put... Um, yeah, not, pre not make silence prevail, not make oppression prevail, because you may be, uh, let's say, stable, but if mm -hmm. you are stable, but you don't have freedom, you don't have democracy, you don't mm -hmm. have opportunities, you don't have the, the opportunity to dream and to make your dreams true, it's not actually being stable, it's, right. uh, it's not life. Right. So life only happens when you are able to speak up and to work and build the country and the world you want. So many thanks Thank for you. being with us and many to you all to be here with us listening to this experience. Thank you.